Hello, I'm John Leister, and this is episode 23 of the Johnny's Way podcast. This is one of my very first Lee Hacklin short stories. It's called Lee Hacklin, 1970s Private Investigator in Maternal Instincts. Hello, Lee. I was reading a mob wrecker novel and munching on extra salty peanuts when Allison Hacklin, she who birthed me, entered my small Spartan office. She looked around. It was her first visit. There was a filing cabinet, a basin, a coffee maker on a small table with a couple of drawers, a draped window, my desk, and me. She took it all in with the gravitas and wonder of Dave Bowman entering the Stargate. I don't think I've ever been here before. Why do you say it like that? You know you've never been here before. We were off to a rollicking start. If you're lucky enough to reach my age, you may find yourself forgetting more than remembering. May I sit? Welcome to my office. I wondered if she was going to put something like a, on I wondered if she was going to put something on the chair like a handkerchief. She sometimes did that like a McDonald's, not this time. I know you don't like coffee, Mom, but that's all I have. I love coffee. I've always loved coffee. You, you think you know me. How wonderful. Cream and sugar. My temples throbbed. I put the filter in and spooned in some grounds. Deep breaths, buddy. Deep, deep breaths. That's too much. If you don't like it, I'll drink it. Really, Lee? Peanuts and coffee? You're murdering your constitution. I smiled. She picked up my book as I poured the water. The mob wrecker. Massacre at Washington, D.C. She chuckled rather humorlessly. Sounds, cons- sounds constructive. Number 34. 34? 34 200 page novels about guns and killing and death? You paid for this? Lee, for God's sakes, I can think of better ways for you to spend your time and money. She read the back of the book out loud like an old timey radio announcer. Brace Chopper returns in his greatest adventure yet, when Senator Reed Duffy is assassinated for his no nonsense anti crime bill and the authorities are stymied. Armed to the teeth, vigilante Brace Chopper investigates in his own unique cutthroat answer to no one style. Brace discovers an insidious scheme that not only involves the mob, but it it involves rogue elements within the FBI and CIA. How does it connect to the assassination of John F. Kennedy, the Bermuda Triangle, Bigfoot, the sinking of Atlantis, Charles Manson, UFOs? How can one man stop a global conspiracy to enslave America and the entire free world? He can't, unless he's Brace Chopper. She ripped the book in half and threw it in my garbage can. I said, oh, Lee, this is what you were reading when you were eight. Mom, it's nice to see you. Sure it is. No, it is, but there's a specific reason. Is there a specific reason why you're here other than to destroy my property? I mean, if there is, let's crack on, shall we? You've never invited me here before. I can't imagine why. Any mother would be proud of a son with an office, even a bare minimum office. We had this conversation years ago. I told you my job much of the time involves dangerous people. I've tried to keep you and Anne as far away from that as possible. Anne was my sister. Very considerately, of course, it begs the question, why do you have a job where you have to deal with dangerous people? Because I'm good at it. You were such an artistic boy, always drawing and painting. I still have that painting you did of me and your father. It's in the attic somewhere. Thank you, Lee. I sat and we sipped our coffees. I waited. A little less sugar next time. Now, Lee, what I'm about to tell you is of the utmost seriousness, and it must be strictly between you and me. So, if I understand what you just said correctly, what you're about to tell me is eminently hilarious, and once you're done, I should call the New York Times. She sipped her coffee. We stared stared at each other each one waiting for the other to break. I'm good at this. It's a lot of what I do. 
an entire minute passed. I wondered why restaurants don't put baked potato slices on hamburgers. Why I so often forget to do up my fly after taking a piss, not safe for work. Why is the government so efficient at ticketing parking violators, but they can't pave a road? Why is water wet? How come the smell of my own poop pleases me? She broke. Yes, it's about your sister, Anne. Thank God you came today. I was trying to remember her name the other day, and I was shooting blanks. I've been punched in the head a lot, you know, and it takes its toll. Silence. Had I gone too far? Mom's not really a laugher. In fact, the only in fact the only time I ever saw her really laugh with boundless energy was the time she took me and Anne to Central Park, and an overweight woman literally slipped on a banana peel and tore her two tight jeans in the crotch. Anne and I asked the woman if she was all right while Allison roared, her hands on her knees, tears of life-affirming joy rolling down her face and ruining her professionally done makeup. It was the only time somebody's laughter scared me. I think her husband's cheating on her. Jeff? Nah, that guy's Clark Kent Square. I feel it in my soul. Mom, do you want to live in a society where judges and juries execute people or put them away for life based on their feelings? My feelings never lie. What business is it of yours anyway? She looked like she was thinking about throwing her coffee in my face. Don't you think Anne has a right to know? I can't make that determination. Let's say Jeff's got something going on. Maybe it's short term. What if he breaks it off with his unsubstantiated, hypothetical lover and he's still with Anne 30 years from now? taking the man's side. This isn't about tribalism, Mom. It's about you feeling good about yourself. Why don't you like Jeff? He's nice, he makes good money, and Anne's crazy about him. Anyway, just to play along, what's your evidence beyond your spider sense tingling? My what? Never mind. It's like you speak in tongues sometimes, Lee. Well, my empirically-minded son, it just so happens that I overheard a conversation between Jeff and another woman. Eavesdropping, I said, shaking my head. Overheard is not the same as eavesdropping. It's not my fault Jeff wasn't more discreet. I was over at their house for dinner. You know, I don't believe I've ever been to your apartment either. You know I haven't. You know you haven't. Your memory's fine. Don't forget to whom you're speaking. You wouldn't like my place. It looks just like this place with a little more stuff, like weights and mousetraps and spiders. Oh yeah, Mom, my place has lots and lots of big, hairy spiders. Hmm, we're off track. I was coming out of the water closet, Mom's word for shitter, and Jeff was in the bedroom. He was talking to somebody named Emanuela. That's his secretary. Oh my God, he's having an affair with his secretary. Emanuela is 70 and grossly overweight. Jeff is under a lot of pressure to fire her, but he likes her because she's hardworking and efficient. An alien concept in the 1970s, apparently. It could have been another Emanuela. Sure, because there are tons of women in New York State named Emanuela. That's his secretary. Oh, okay, here we go. I want you to conduct an investigation. No. Don't you want to remove the cloud of suspicion hanging over Jeff's head? The only cloud I see is the one in your judgment. Let it go, Mom. I guess you don't want your mother's business. I would have paid your top rates. I guess I'll have to hire one of your competitors. Mom. Mother. Oh my. You've never called me that before. Such respect. Mother. Please, please, please leave Jeff and Anne alone. If something's wrong, they'll figure it out. It's none of your business. Emanuela is Jeff's secretary. Let it go and get on with your life. I guess a brother doesn't love his sister the way a mother loves his daughter. Thank you for the coffee. Less sugar next time, if there's a next time. Two days later, I was in my office settling payment with a client when the phone rang. 
Excuse me, I'll keep this brief. Hello? The Emanuela spoke to Je- the Emanuela Jeff spoke to that night was his secretary. I rolled my eyes. I'm looking at a picture of her right now. She's not unattractive for her age, but I'm with a client right now, Mom. The detective I hired was very efficient. He was able to give me a copy of Jeff's phone records. Oh, Mom, would you have been able to do that? Maybe, but I prefer to stay on. I prefer to stay on the side of prison that allows me to eat at McDonald's. Your diet is atrocious. Not the point, Mom. Goodbye, Mom. I hung up and exhaled. My client was a rich elderly woman. Easy, young man. Sons can never appreciate the sacrifices of a mother. Back in my day, she went on for an hour. It seemed like she was done, but then she suddenly remembered the summer of 1924 when I took out my gun, put it in my mouth, and blew my brains out. The image of her reaction to this lovely fantasy made me laugh, just as she was narrating the climactic moment of the time her mother, Ophelia, was decapitated while trying to tame a bear. How rude! How cold! I'm sorry, Mrs. Wilkes. I was reviewing your case late last night, and I'm afraid I didn't sleep much. I'm feeling a little goofy right now. My outburst was ill-timed, to say the least, and I beg your forgiveness. Write that check! Write that check! The phone rang again. I need to get one of those machines. I'll just let it ring. It sounds like the ring of a worried mother. I picked up. Hello? Do you love me? JC on the ever-loving cross. Well, yes, Mom, I love you. Anne is very lucky to have a mother who loves her and would do anything to protect her happiness and safety. Silence. This is the side of you I want to hear more of, even if it's an act. Thank you, Lee. I love you, too. I may call you later in the day. There are several books I'd like to recommend to you. Ciao. We disconnected. My client looked pleased. She wrote me a check that was a lot more than what we'd agreed to. I tried to dissuade her, um, not too aggressively, which she seemed to appreciate. She left. I beheld the check. Oh, baby. I hustled to my bank, deposited it, took out a few hundred dollars, bought two six-packs of mail ale, two corned beef sandwiches, two Mars bars, and two packs of smokes, then went back to my office. Yes, more or less. More is less, except when it comes to times of indulgence. This was one of those times. I locked my door and put up a sign that read, Sorry, closed for the day. Please leave your home and or business phone number, and I will call you within 24 hours. I opened my my one window, lit a smoke, cracked open a beer, turned on the radio, and started on one of my gloriously salty corned beef sandwiches, and shouted, Praise the Lord. Oh, I forgot something. My phone. I unplugged it. And that is Lee Hacklin, 1970s private investigator in Maternal Instincts. That Thanks for listening, and please feel free to join my group page. It's called Johnny's Way on Facebook. Thank you, and have a great day. Bye-bye. And don't forget, God loves you.